0: Hi, welcome to Season 2 of Cubites, your bite-sized pieces of quantum computing. My name is Rene from Valorum Reply and today we're going to talk about quantum computing hardware landscape and I'm very honored to have a special expert guest today, my fellow Microsoft Regional Director and MVP, Ciprian Dzikic. Uh, hi, Cyprian, hi. welcome to the show. I know you as an RD and also that you have your own quantum computing podcast, but can you tell everyone a little bit about it and yourself and your background as it relates to quantum computing?
1: Hi, Renee. very, very happy to be on your on your podcast. Um, as you mentioned, I'm a, a Microsoft regional director. I'm a most valuable professional on artificial intelligence and quantum computing. You mentioned the uh, I have my own podcast. Uh, EntangledThings.com is a podcast that I've launched uh, uh, this this year. My interest in quantum computing goes way back in uh, college when I was a big fan of quantum physics. I would call myself a failed physicist, actually. I ended up in computer science, but that was kind of my, my first scientific love. And now I get to practice it with quantum computing.
0: Nice, nice. That's awesome. And and we're not just both regional directors and MVP. We also were both born behind the Iron Curtain, and are now <laughs> working on this modern technology. Oh uh, man, that's just awesome. But let's dive into today's topics. Um, about the quantum computing hardware landscape. What kind of different quantum computers are out there? And you know, which is in in your opinion the most promising approach that is being tackled?
1: Well. I think there at the moment, there are two major categories of Uh, quantum computers, when we speak about a hardware itself, we have the the circuit based quantum computers, and then we have the the hardware that is based on quantum annealing. And Mm -hmm. the big difference between the two of them is that the circuit based computers are the ones that aim to implement what we call universal quantum computing, meaning that you could run virtually any program On them, while the uh, annealing ones are limited to a specific class of problems that they can solve, namely optimization problems, obviously, from my point of view, the most promising one is the first. uh, The circuit based quantum computers, because those are the ones that promise the full power of quantum computing.
0: Totally, totally get it. There, I, it makes most sense. They're so general, right? And with with quantum annealing and the optimization you mentioned, you can implement this this quantum tunneling approach, right? Where you can just basically skip an energy level, basically, kind of. And so, but that's that's the current like um, basically approach that we see from some vendors, right? Because it's easier to implement than the circuit based one, right? And so, speaking of the the vendors and the, well, the players in the field, if you will. Uh, what are some of the major um, research institutes and also, you know, technology players that are developing uh, their own quantum computers?
1: Yeah, uh, before that, I would like to add one more thing because it's it's uh, the source of a lot of questions that I get. It's in the number of qubits that are available, mm-hmm. right? With, yes. with, with quantum annealing computers, you typically see larger number of qubits. But those are not those qubits that are referred, uh, are based on on the circuit approach, which mm-hmm. are basically the ones that we're looking for to to get into what we what we call quantum supremacy. The most important player in terms of quantum annealing computers is is D Wave, mm-hmm. and it's 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 the one that actually is driving the the, the field on the circuit based part. We have uh, a larger field of players ranging from startups like Rigetti or big players like uh, IBM, um, uh, Google, um, and also uh, Microsoft, which has not yet a working physical quantum computer, but it's uh, developing it on a different approach that is based on topological Mm -hmm. quantum computing. Um, There are also um, several uh, major universities of the world that are, are, playing in 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 this particular field. So it's a field with with some very large players but also with some very important startups like Rigetti or or D-Wave or or the others.
0: And INQ and and a few more right that are working yeah, in that yeah, field. Yeah. Yeah. Um speaking of the topological qubit approach that Microsoft is is approaching, I keep on hearing like that is probably if if they can make that happen that's probably uh, like the the biggest kind of milestone? What is your what are you all thinking about? Well, that?
1: the big problem with with circuit based quantum computers is what we call the, the decoherence problem. And without getting into the math, it's literally the problem of isolating the qubits from the outside world. That's one of the largest problems, the biggest problems these folk need to solve. Yeah. And that's the reason why we don't have too many working circuit based qubits at at the moment. Mm -hmm. And this is where Microsoft tries to play differently in a sense that the topological approach has the promise of making it simpler to isolate qubits, which in turn means you need less physical qubits to build the logical ones, less error control. And obviously, you get a more stable system with a larger number of, of qubits. That's the promise, right? It's it's a long way to go, though.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, you, you already mentioned quantum supremacy, and that some players in the field already announced that they reached quantum supremacy. Uh, Maybe you can just tell us a little bit what is actually quantum supremacy. And also, what do you think about this claim that was actually made and then some other players or other companies said, Well, that's actually not a real claim. So what do you think about that?
1: Well, quantum supremacy actually refers to the fact that a quantum computer can execute an algorithm in a a short amount of time compared to the time a classical computer would would need it and usually it's several orders of magnitude like a quantum computer will do let's say a factorization in the order of hundreds of seconds, while a classical computer, no matter how powerful, would need hundreds of years to to do it. It actually has two aspects. One is the actual building of the hardware. And the other one is the the algorithms that are capable of of using it. Unfortunately, from my point of view, um, this went into the realm of marketing hype. The, the, the reality is that today we simply do not have a large enough number of stable qubits. That's the big difference. That's where it's kind of, you know, the fine print, you yeah. always need to think about it. It's not about the number of qubits you can build. It's the number of qubits that can simultaneously be in a coherent state yeah. so that you can run computing. and um uh, at least based on public evidence we're not there yet so i have serious doubts that any company today can claim of actually reaching quantum supremacy
0: all right that's that's good to know right it's like saying hey we have 2,000 qubits and then in the fine print it says hey but they collapse in a few nanoseconds (laughs) exactly and we can keep like 10 at a time
1: in a coherent state so that we can run actual computations. Yeah. And that was a great thing that you mentioned about nanoseconds, right? When when we're saying keep stable, yeah. you, you need to think at a completely different level, right? Mm-hmm. Like for example, keeping them stables for two milliseconds would be an amazing feature of engineering and yeah. would actually allow the run of a lot of powerful algorithms. So yeah. the, the time here, the time spans are, totally different from what the ones that we are used to work with in classical computing
0: totally makes sense well we're already at the end of our short show today and thank you so much cyprian for joining us and sharing all your insights about the quantum computing hardware landscape it's very much appreciated thank you so much
1: thank you very much Rene, for the invitation it has been a joy to to discuss
0: with you this topic Thank you. And folks, make sure to also subscribe to his podcast called Entangled Things. It's awesome. And it's a little bit longer than our show here. So you get more details if you're interested in that. So check that out as well. And thanks everyone for joining us for another episode of Qbytes, your bite-sized pieces of quantum computing. (laughs) Watch our blog, follow our social media channels to hear all about the next episodes that we will be releasing. Uh, Take care, be safe, and see you soon. Bye-bye.